Hello everyone and welcome to a bonus edition of the Officers Club podcast. Seeing as we've had a little break and a lot has happened in that time and we are planning to address that very soon, we thought we'd bring you a short interview that we conducted with uh, Michael Nelson, outgoing Barnet captain uh, this week after it was announced, somewhat surprisingly I think, that he would be off to Chesterfield when his contract with the Bees expired. Um Knowing he's a very popular member of uh, the playing staff, we thought we'd uh, give him a ring and, and just kind of get his thoughts on on the season gone, working under Martin Allen in the final weeks of the season, what went wrong right back at the beginning of the season, and, and what comes next for him at Chesterfield and how he came to the decision to re-sign for Martin Allen uh, for, for, for the second time. So we hope you enjoy the pod, and we promise we'll be back very soon with our thoughts on the change of management and the season as a whole in what will be an extremely long but hopefully extremely worthwhile summer podcast to keep you tied over until the pre-season gets underway. As always, make sure you do subscribe and you can do that via iTunes, Acast and SoundCloud and get in touch with the show on Twitter at Barnet underscore podcast. And also, we have a website, officersclubpod.com. Um, well, first of all, then, just reflecting on the decision to sign for Chesterfield, how, what's your kind of emotion leaving Barnet? What's your kind of overriding feeling as one door closes and a kind of new chapter opens for you? Yeah, I'm, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased and I'm, I'm positive about joining Chesterfield and, and very happy that I've managed to get it done so early into the summer. Um, Previous seasons, it's been a case of going on holiday and still not knowing where I'm going to be. Um, <clears throat> so it's nice to get it done early, um, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, in terms of leaving Barney, it's um, it's a little bit sad, you know. It's um, the the second longest spell I've had at the club, um, three seasons there, and you know really enjoyed um, my time there. Obviously, the the final season wasn't how we wanted it to go but I, I did enjoy the season in terms of you know I took my first step into coaching um, last season um, doing the under 23s and, and also had a stint um, being assistant manager so that was a, a an eye opener and a, and a positive step from my future development so I enjoyed that Yeah, I imagine at this time of year it can be quite kind of stressful perhaps nerve-wracking almost to an extent if you don't know what's happening and obviously when you join the club uh, I think I'm right in saying the actual contract wasn't perhaps signed until quite a way into pre-season so it must be nice for you to have that all sorted out way in advance yeah um, obviously the last three years even obviously I've signed with with Barnet three years in a row and mm. you know even signing with them uh, sort of uh, you know, the second season and the third season, you didn't really know that um, if the deal was going to get done. Um, so it was sort of went right deep into the summer and you're on holiday and you're not sure what's happening. So it can be a little bit stressful at times. Um, but this season I managed to get it done early, get it tied down and um, I can go on my holidays and, and just relax now. Absolutely. Um, what was the attraction for you of Chesterfield then? I can imagine working with the manager again is a big pull, but what? how did he kind of sell it to you? Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the, the main thing was was just Martin Allen. Um, 
regardless of the, you know, I didn't really have to look too much into the club, to be honest. Um, I've known Martin since I was 16, 17 at Portsmouth, mm. and, uh, you know, he, he brought me into um, into Barnet, um, and I've managed to have three years there, and obviously as soon as I, I found out he wanted me to, to go to Chesterfield, I was, um, was pretty keen on going, and then you, you look at the, the club itself, and, the, you know, it's got a, a lovely stadium, and the infrastructure's all there. Um, and you know, hopefully we'll have a, a good summer recruitment. Um, mm. We'll have a we'll have a right good push um, next season. Yeah, um, the kind of the geographical point as well. I imagine a big big thing for you. I'm sure a lot of people know, but not necessarily everyone that you you know kind of split your home life and your work life almost in in moving down here for you know days and weeks at a time. I imagine. The, the commute is obviously probably halved almost in that respect. So how how big was that and, you know, kind of family time and being, being near your wife yeah, and children? Yeah, it, it has, you know, it has half the commute. Um, you know, obviously I will still be staying down and staying up mm. and staying over, but um, it, it has made it a lot easier to get home and a lot easier for the for the family to come and watch games and, and spend time with me as well. Mm. Um, but to be honest, if... if um, like I say, the main draw was was working with Martin and, and Adrian, um, mm. and if they had gone to another club and it was further away and Barnet, and yeah. they'd offered offered me a deal, um, I probably would have went there as well. So, um, yeah, the, the, being close to home is uh, really nice, but it was um, it wasn't the overriding factor in, in the decision. Sure, sure. Um, the fact that you obviously known Martin for so long has been has been mentioned a few times before. What was what was he like? Uh, you must have, I guess, been an apprentice at Portsmouth. Am I right in thinking? Was this the time where, where the crossover was at Portsmouth? Yeah, I was. Um, I was a, an apprentice, um, and Martin was a player during my first year. And I think um, sort of midway into my second year, um, Martin got the the reserve job, so he was player reserve coach. Right. Um, and uh, I was sort of playing in the reserves at the time and training with Martin every day. So, um, yeah, it was fun, um, as it has been uh, since I joined Barnet with him. So, yeah, yeah, every day is, a, every day is an experience. <laughs> sure is. Um, so, reflecting on the season just gone, obviously uh, Martin coming in at the point he did had a, had a, an enormous impact, I think it's fair to say, on, on the final weeks of the season and, and very nearly pulled off what, what looked impossible at one point. What was it that he changed that kind of got got the best out of the players and so quickly as well? He just simplified things. Um, he just came in and everyone got to know the roles and responsibilities. And obviously, Martin's got a little bit of a um, little bit of an aura and a um, personality about him. Um, and he just made sure that when it was when it was time to work, everybody worked. Um, you know, there was a there was a discipline and a, um, a regimented feel about every day we went on into training. Um, you know, a bit of repetition in, in what we did to make sure mm. we were well drilled. Um, and I think you've seen that by the amount of clean sheets we kept um, since he came in for the, the final eight games. Yeah. Did, did he have to do much kind of tactically or, or was it really just kind of getting people to buy into into believing that you know it was a good squad and it was a group, good group of players and and just perhaps lifting lifting perhaps a little bit of the gloom I guess yeah it was a bit of both um, obviously he had to he had to get everyone's mindset into into believing that um, we could win games we were 
better than where we were sitting. Um, you know, we, we weren't a team that can just lose every week. You know, we can win games, we can go on a run. Mm. Um, but he did have to touch on the, the tactical side of it as well, you know, defending, um, attacking, and we did a lot of set plays as well. Um, so, yeah, he just simplified things and, and made everyone know exactly what the job was. And in terms of the kind of start of the season, it would probably have been quite hard to envisage the, the end that, uh, as it was. The, the first few weeks under Rossi, things seemed to be going well. There was a good, a good little run of wins. But then the injuries took over. Was was that the biggest thing in the kind of the, the slip, in ter- the slide in terms of form? Or were, were, there, were there other factors, do you think? Um, I think it's easy to, to blame that and say, yeah, the injuries, the injuries where we were but you know we don't know that um, I think it did play a part um, but I still think we had enough to um, to be able to to not put ourselves in that position um, you know us as players went out on the pitch um, week in week out um, and we have to take responsibility um, obviously it, it didn't help with um, so many changes uh, at the top and mm. being a, quite a a mixed up and um, stop start uh, interrupted season so that obviously didn't help but you know it's, um, at the end of the day we, we were the ones that went out there and tried to perform yeah. every week and didn't really get the job done yeah absolutely looking back on it now as a whole I'm sure it, I'm sure it didn't feel this way at the time but is there one moment or decision or, or game or something really kind of small that you look back on now and think that was probably the point at which it became too much or it became kind of irretrievable no um, I think I think a lot of people were thinking that and um, I think probably before Martin came you know the week before Martin came in people were probably thinking oh it's too far gone now but mm. it obviously wasn't you've seen you've seen how close we got um, so when Martin came in you know right down to the last game we still believed we could get out of it we knew we were going to win against um Chesterfield on the last day of the season, you know, we just we just knew it was just a shame that um, it wasn't in our hands, yeah. um, and that's the that's the risk you take when you you know you, you don't have the uh, the responsibility and the and the results in your hand um, when you're relying on others and you're on the risk, and unfortunately for us, um, it didn't work out. Yeah, what was the what was the kind of feeling in the change room on on that day? I imagine everyone was very low, but having had the run of form that you'd had, which would have probably been kind of top seven, eight form otherwise, um, and, and and knowing that it had been so close to pulling off something that seemed impossible, was there kind of not confliction necessarily, but something to at least be be positive about going into next season, and something to build on for the guys that, that are still there. Um, I don't think anyone really sort of had their mind on on next season mm. um, because I think everyone was obviously aware of they didn't know what was going to happen in terms of yeah because we'd been relegated would would everybody be out the door would everybody be up for um, transfer and obviously there was players out of contract like yourself didn't know you know I was in a bit of a didn't know whether I was going to carry on playing or, or what you know there was um there was a lot, of, a lot of things going through you know, everyone's head at the time, and I think it was just everyone was just focused and, and disappointed on the the, uh, the relegation. I don't think anyone was sort of thinking 
because we've done well, you know, carry this into next season because I don't think anyone really knew whether they'd be there next season or not. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and you mentioned already the, the stint you had um, assisting Graham Wesley. What was that like? You, you coached the under-23s up to that point as well. How, how have you enjoyed the coaching side of things? Has it given you the kind of the feeling that that's what, what comes next for you when you do eventually uh, call it a day? Yeah, definitely. Um, I enjoyed the, the 23s. I enjoyed working with the group. They were great for me. Um, it was just, you know, it was it was tough at times. Sometimes you only got six or seven players and mm. trying to prepare for a game and you, you get the squad together of 16, 17 players the day before a game so you don't have a lot of time to work with them. But um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed planning and, and delivering the sessions. Um, and then obviously when Graham came in, um, he stepped me up and... You know that was something something else for me. I, I really enjoyed it, and you know I can't thank him enough. He was he was brilliant with me and always always talking to me and, and giving me advice and you know bouncing ideas off him. And um, yeah, I couldn't he couldn't have done more for me. Um, still still in contact with him now. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, he was brilliant. Um, just a shame that you know we couldn't as a pair get the results to to keep him in the job and uh, and keep the club in the league yeah absolutely and one of the big changes he made uh, was was putting Dan Sweeney to centre back which obviously worked <laughs> kind of worked out very well for a few weeks and then he ended up moving further forward back into midfield again how impressed were you with how he handled that and the kind of the transition from him because at the start of the season he, he was out on loan and, and not necessarily getting a look in yeah, we actually spoke um, beginning of the season myself and Dan um, when he was sort of on his way out of the of the, uh, the club, mm. um, and he he sort of expressed an interest of, of trying to play centre half, and we actually played him in a in a twenty threes game. Okay. Um, in pre season, um, he actually he asked if he could try it out, and um, I put him in there, and we played him there. Um, and he, it was a little bit strange for him at first, and he, he didn't. He didn't excel at the time, but it was, it was obviously very early, and you know it was in pre-season, and um, it wasn't sort of up and running. And then, obviously, when he came in under Graham and played centre half, I thought he was brilliant. Mm. Um, thought he was uh, one of the most consistent players um, in the group, um, and I think it's some probably the position where he will he will carry on playing and he will excel. Um, he's got all the attributes, um, and I, I think he'll have a he'll have a good career there. Yeah. And finally then, taking your three years as a whole, as you say, the kind of second longest period you spent at one club, what's your overriding kind of abiding memory or, or your highlight of your time with Barnet? Um, I don't know if there's one single point. Um, I think just the, the whole three years. Um, obviously, you know, I, I think everyone sort of seen me sign as a 35-year-old, someone who I knew from, from being young and thought I'd play a handful of games that season as a bit mm. of a backup um, centre-half and had a bit of experience. Um, three years later, I think I played 107 games in, in three years and captained the club and, um, you know, very, very pleased to have done that. Um, making 100 appearances was, was a, a special moment. Um, and I think also making, um, I think it made me 700th um, mm. career appearance while I was at the club as well, and that was that was nice as well. So, um, 
yeah, just on the whole, really, no, really, no one standout moment. Um, just on the whole, a really enjoyable time. Um, like I say, I know it didn't end how everyone wanted it to with this season, but contact the fans and the club, and you know, I spoke to the chairman on. Um, I spoke to him yesterday morning um, to wish him well and and uh, wish him all the best for the for the future. Um, you know, and I, I hope the club get back to back into the football league. Well, thank you for listening to that bonus podcast from Michael Nelson. I'm sure you'll join me in, in wishing him all the very best at Chesterfield, apart from in two games against Barnet next season. Very popular player at the Hive amongst uh, supporters for the way he interacts with fans. And I think there aren't enough people, not enough players in the game like Michael Nelson who really go to the effort of taking the time to reply to fans on Twitter and speak to fans in person. And uh, the Barnet would be much poorer for... Michael not being at the club next season. So we wish him all the very best. And as I say, there will be, hopefully, all being well, a few extra bonus podcasts over the summer, interviews with players past and and, and soon to be past. Um, So do keep uh, an eye out for those. And you can do that by subscribing to the Officers Club podcast via iTunes, Acast and SoundCloud.